tonight from the Lord. Word much needed for all people, least alone all of God's people, but all people, period. We're going to be coming out of the book of, of Judges. We're going to deal with a guy named Gideon, which was the fifth judge of Israel. He was uh, such a good judge uh, until they tried to make a king out of him. The word uh, judges will be in uh, the word of, of the Lord will be coming out of the book of Judges tonight. Chapter 6. And I'm going to try not to make it extensive, but God has a word that wants to give us. Are y'all patient enough to hear? Amen. Amen. I think it'll be very helpful for us. Word Gideon means warrior. And you know that we're soldiers of Christ which are soldiers of the Lord. I want you to look at me in Judges, the 6th chapter, verse 12. Here's what the angel of the Lord came to this man and called him in verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him. Talking about Gideon warrior and said unto him the Lord is with thee who's with him? the Lord mm. then he called him thou man of valor now God calls this warrior and we are warriors of the Lord he, he calls us men of valor people of that meaning that we are persons of strength Ephesians 6.10 says be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might then he also this word valor means not only strength but it also means wealth Revelation 2 9 taught in speaking to the church of Smyrna. They thought they were poor, but God told them they were rich. <laughs> and then this word also means virtue. The word valor means virtue. Virtue is another word for integrity. And integrity is another word for knowing. Having a choice to either do what's right or what's wrong, but choosing to do what's right. That's what virtue is. That's what integrity is. It's a standard. And it's only by God that this standard can be raised up. The word of the Lord says, verse 12 here in Judges, the sixth chapter, that, and the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him the Lord is with thee thou man, mighty man or thou man of 
valor, which is saying thy man of strength, wealth, and virtue. But look what verse 15 says. Now this is this is Gideon. And this is what Gideon thought about himself. Now the Lord has told him he was a man of wrath. But Gideon, this is what he thought about himself. Verse 15 says, And he said unto him, O my Lord, wherewith shall I save Israel? Behold, my family is what? But God said he was rich. In Manasseh. Poor. And I am the least in my father's house, but God says he's a man of strength. It's like, I'm just a small fish, I'm nothing. But God says that you are. But see, we accept the report that we give ourselves instead of the report that God gives us, our creator. And what God is trying to get us to see is who we are with him and in him and who he is in us. So the word of the Lord says here in chapter 6 of Judges, verse 1, it says, And the children of Israel, this is what they did. They did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of Median seven years. Median means, Median means the hand of, or power of contention. The hand of contention. Contention is confusion. Brawling. Why were they handed into the hand of contention? Because they did evil in the sight of the Lord. You see, every time Israel, and we're Israel, every time God would bless Israel, Israel will begin to go about it their own way and they did evil. They just didn't sin and didn't repent for it, but they did evil in God's sight. That means that they became entrusted in doing evil again. It was a continuous thing. It just, they didn't just do it one time and say, Lord, but they had began to wallow in this thing again. You know? So they did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them. Where? Into the hand of confusion or the power of confusion and brawling and contention. Because they did evil. And he did it for seven years, meaning that he did it until God's perfect will was done so that they would come to the point where they would have to call on the name of the Lord again. So what happens is, is that God will let you go on out through there and get your head busted. And busted. And busted. And busted. Until you have nowhere else to go but unto the Lord. Ain't God good? The way He do it. Ain't good. You know the worst thing that God can ever do to us is let us turn us over to ourselves. That is the absolute worst thing that could ever happen to us. I remember speaking the other day here, not long ago, that the Lord was about to do some things. His tolerance is running short. And he's about to do some things against those who claim to be about him. How many of y'all know that he can take it down quickly and you can build it up? That's right. That's right. And he can do that. 
got a man down here in Newberry, that uh, old man. We've been preaching to him and preaching to him. And God has sent many prophets to this man. I'm serious. And this man is in the church, but in total defiance to the authority of God. Total defiance. And God got tired. And I told y'all up and down, I said, now God, don't get tired. And God got tired. And he ran up on one preacher too many times and talked crazy. The last preacher that God sent his way, he told that preacher, well, I got plenty of time. <laughs> Sound like a man that says, I'm going to be a meal bigger of bomb. I'm going to eat and drink and I'm going to be merry. And the Lord said, thy food this very night is your soul quiet. Don't you know that God gave that man a heart attack? And he's dead now. Dead. I say D-E-A-D. -E dead. Instead of him getting closer to God, he out there taking Viagra. Now he's old. This old man. And he had a heart attack. How many y'all know that Viagra kill you? Yeah. He killed a young man. So. God sending prophets to this man constantly. But he, he, he don't want to hear. So when people don't want to hear, we just, we, we preachers, we just stop preaching to them. We turn them over the door. That's what we do. Verse 2 says, And the hand of media and contention prevailed against Israel. Uh-huh. Because they did evil. In the sight of the Lord. And because the Midianites, because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. You see what they did? Did you know that you can be in church, in that high place of God, and put self-imposed strongholds on yourself? And you can put yourself in dens and caves and you still in the mountain of God? That's what, just because you in here don't mean that you haven't put yourself in a stronghold or a den or a cave. Amen. You see, in order to hear the word of the Lord, you can't be in no den or a cave or a stronghold, self-imposed stronghold. You, 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 you've got to be able to receive what's coming from up top. Amen. And see, what Israel had done was Israel had gotten so caught up in, 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 in doing evil until God delivered them over to a plan of contention, confusion. Everybody in here know what it's like to have confusion in their life? And verse 3 says, and so it was when Israel had sown, look what they did. When Israel had sown that the Midianites came up, came up. And the Amalekites and the children of the east, they came up against them. Well, first of all, they waited till Israel had sown. Hey, guys, 
verse 1, chapter 1, verse 3, says that you sown much, but you brought in little. Uh-huh. You've eaten, but you're still not full. you drank, you're still thirsty. And not only that, but you've worked to earn wages, and the wages that you've earned is like a man that's got holes in his pocket. So you've sown a lot, but you brought in little. Has anybody ever been there? Amen. So, it ain't about just the sowing, but how you're living. Amen. It's about that too. Amen. And what you're living for. Amen. You, 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 it's one thing to make a mistake and get up out of it. Just man fall sometimes till you get up again. But when you wallow, they, they did evil. That's a continuous thing in God's sight. Then God will begin to subtract from you. He'll start taking your money. He'll start taking your freedom. He'll start taking your peace that you have at home. Yes, he will. Your family will go to hell. You know, all hell will break loose on you. One thing, it's a domino effect. That's what will start happening. All because God has turned you over to the hand of contention, the Midianites. I tell you, everybody should have been here tonight. The devil knows how to keep you awake. Every time you sow, confusion will come up and take it. Something will happen to take it. Can a man rob God? This ain't just about money. This is talking about every aspect of our life. Can a man rob God? Whatever you rob God from, God will take it back from you. He showed enough will, including your peace. He'll turn your home upside down. Many nights came up, came up on that mountain and took what you had every time God was the one who gave you the seeds to sow. Amen. And the Amalekites, which are the dwellers in the valley, that's the ones that dwelling in the flesh, it'll come up there and take it. And the children of the east, that's the things that we allow to come inside of us. They came up against them. Everything begins to come against you because of the evil that you've done inside of the Lord. Continuous evil. Verse 5 says, For they came up with their cattle and their tents, and they came as grasshoppers for multitude. For both they and their camels were without number, and they entered into the land to do what? You see, the affections of the flesh, when it come at, it come to destroy everything that God has placed in us. It come to take it. In verse 6, and Israel was greatly, what? They were putting the pole house, wasn't they? All right now. All right now. All of a sudden, you ain't got no job no more. All of a sudden, you were doing good. You was on the right track. But all, now, all of a sudden, you're impoverished. Just like that. You were doing good. But then you didn't need God no more. You took the training wheels off. I said, right, I don't need you to hold this for me no more. And you go right out there and run in front of a Mack truck. You don't run in front of a car. You run in front of one of them Mack trucks. 
and it's coming up I 85 and it's coming up I 85 strong. And you're right out there in it. So now you're impoverished, you're in the poor house. You can't even buy a dog biscuit. And won't nobody give you a bone. You know what? Because people will get tired of fooling with you after they done told you and told you and told you and told you. And you ain't made no, no effort to be committed. No, no, no commitment whatsoever. You see. See, that's evil in the sight of the Lord. After God done did so much. You know, when things get tough, that's the time to run to God. Not away from God. The church can't never get nowhere. I'm talking about the body of Christ because they don't understand that. They still don't get that. Bible says that Israel was greatly impoverished because of contention, the Midianites. And the children of the Lord, look what happened. Now they're crying. You see it there, don't you? Who they crying to? After he done destroyed, a lot of everything to be destroyed in him, huh? Ain't it best to cry to the Lord before you lose everything? Wouldn't you, wouldn't you like to get to that point where you can see yourself in a, in a fall and say, okay, let me come out of this fall before it becomes a free fall. Let me cry to him early in the game, right? Then the way he destroy everything. You know what I mean? I mean, everything get gone. It ain't like you ain't been there before. And then everybody in there been there. I'm just going to talk to you tonight. That's all. Because I don't want to see a story that right. That's all. When self rise up, self like, oh no. I can't do this. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. I don't want to lose it. Not to the point of being destroyed. Because when that thing come upon you, it don't come upon you to be your friend. That thing come upon you to kill you and to take everything you got. And then it'll leave you and look back in you and say, you fool. The very one that helped destroy you, you fool, you had a good home. But they'll call your house and say, let's have a meeting at Waffle House. And if you're crazy enough to listen to it, <laughs> okay. See, you got to be careful, church, right? We do. We do. Every one of us got to be careful to what kind of counsel we allow to come in. You know, we we we, we got to be careful on that. So they cried unto the Lord, and verse eight said, "And the Lord, this is what the Lord do. He sent a what? Sent sent an inspired speaker to tell where they wrong man. That's the first thing God do after you allow yourself to get towed off, and after you pull as a church mouse." Then God sent a word to you. Because now you're in a position to listen. You ain't got nowhere to go but to the listening mode. Because there ain't nothing else left. Ain't nothing else talking to you, so now you, God can talk to you now. Because the devil ain't there no more. He done got everything. He don't, you ain't nothing him no more. You just old pope. You know, you a dried up prune. You ain't got nothing I want right now. So you cry to the Lord. So the Lord sends a prophet unto the children of Israel, which said unto them, Thus said the Lord of God, I brought he, he, God began to remind you. I brought, us, brought you up from Egypt, the world of bondage, right? 
and brought you forth out of the house of money. See, God called the preacher to preach a remembrance game to your mind. And I delivered you out of the hand or the power of the Egyptians. The things of the world is what he delivered us. He, he, he delivered, delivered us out of that power that some things of the world had over us. Amen. Thank and out of the hand of all that oppressed you, all these things, the love of money, the love for women and women loving men and all that. Other stuff in between now. It's so much now I can't. There's so many different things branched off from a man and a woman now until I don't know what's going on no more on that. But these are the things that oppressed us. He said, I brought you out of that and I drave them out from before you and gave you their land. See, the land that used to belong to those things that had us in bondage. God gave that to us to possess, you know. And he gave us that land to plant the seeds of freedom and peace in within ourselves. But what happens when we don't tend to the garden? He said, keep the garden and tend it. Take care of it. Weeds will grow up. In other words, them things will come back. Verse 11. And there came an angel. First, he sends a prophet. Then he sends a messenger, another messenger, an angelic being that's from above. And he sat under an oak, which was, which was in Oprah. Now, Oprah means female fawn. That's a deer, female. We know that means something inside of us, right? So what God does is, God sends a message an angel, a messenger. And that messenger, that angel, sits under that oak, which is that tree. That's, that's our inner strength. That's what that thing does. It, 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 that message that God gives us, it comes and it sits within us under that spiritual tree called an oak in us. It represents strength. And what it does is, we got to understand that this place that he sends it was in Oprah, which means it's inside of the spiritual self within us. Because that's what the female form represents. It's the same as the woman. It represents the part of us inside of us, the spiritual. See, God has to send a spiritual message to that which is spiritual in us instead of that which is physical in us. Let me just put it to you that way. And he sends it to us so that it can undergird us and strengthen us. That's why it went under the oak tree. Is that more clear? Amen. And pertained unto Joash, which means God's, God burns. Joash was an Ebiezrite, which is that he will help us. So what God is saying here is that he sends this angel to strengthen us within and in order to do that, he, God himself, sends it to help burn off this stuff that's inside of us that don't need to be there. Because contention is trying to come upon us. We're going to deal with some stuff. And Gideon, is the, that's his son, which is the builder. Gideon means warrior. 
He's the builder of that war spirit in us. Joash, the Ebiezrite, the one that burns this stuff out of the way so that this son or this builder of war can begin to work itself in us. Why don't you see something? God comes and Gideon, in verse 11, last verse there, last uh, sentence there, he says, And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the wine press to do what? From the midnight. He's worried, but he's afraid. So what he's doing is, as quick as the word's coming in on him, he's throwing the word, casting it aside. Because he's afraid. He hiding. He hiding the word of God and the speaking of the word of God. He's hiding it because he's afraid of the contention and the confusion. Oh, well, okay. Take a preacher. Preachers see hell going on in the church, right? But because he's afraid to confront the contention, he takes the word of God and instead of giving the word, he throws it to the side and makes compromise. You've been involved with a lot of them like that. And I ain't picking on you, but I'm talking about, you know, just, you know you, you, before you got here, you know, it, you know, because they wouldn't deal with the situation. See, they just cast it aside because they were afraid of the contention. They didn't want to make no way. So they just let it go on, let it go on, turn, turn it out, and they figured it would be all right. But when it comes to confusion and contention, now that's a different story. That has to be confronted. When confusion and contention comes in the house of the Lord, then that has to be confronted by me first. And then my men and my women that's with me, they'll rally together and we'll, we'll deal with that. Because we know that'll tear church up. That will flat out tear church up. You know, anything else we can kind of like wait on God to, heal, to, to deal with. But contention and brawling and gossip and all that stuff. Now that has to be dealt with. I've learned what to deal with and just what to let God deal with. But sometimes, you know, you can't put it in God's hand because God has put, you, put it in your hand to deal with. So he, the Bible said he'll help you along the way doing it. But here's, here's uh, Gideon, the warrior, he hiding. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him. Don't you know God can find you? Don't make no difference where you are. Here can, here can God, the angel, and what he does is he, he calls to him and he says, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. What you hiding for? God with you. You're a man of strength, wealth, and virtue. And then, verse 15, when he calls him a man of Adam, this guy, he starts saying, Oh, my Lord, verse 15, wherewith shall I say to Israel? Well, he starts questioning, like all good leaders do, when God calls you to do something. You start trying to get out of it. Moses did it. I can't talk. That's all right. I got somebody to talk to you, Moses. Oh, that's what he was doing. Amen. That's what he said to God. I can't talk, plain. I got, I got a mouth for you, Amen. Aaron, your mother. 
So any good prophet, any good leader, first, he he's going to try to back out of it first. If he's a good and then after a while, you see he can't back out of it. Then you just got to go and do what he got to do. But ain't, 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 ain't no, don't nobody run into this. Won't they do it? No. No, no, no. They in it for the wrong reason if they do. Amen. They are. So here's a man here. He said, look here. Right? He's trying to get out this time. He said, behold. He's trying to find every reason in the world. I'm poor, but the Lord said he's rich. I'm the least in my father's house, God, I made the king and priest. And then verse 17 said, and he said unto him, If not then I find grace in thy sight, then show me a sign, uh-oh, that thou talkest with me. Well, Matthew 16, 4 says that an adulterous and a wicked nation, they seek a sign. He hollered, show me a sign. Well, let's look at Judges 7, 1. Let's go over here to Judges 7 1. And let's keep it rolling on this. So we got a lot to cover. Judges 7 1 says, And Zerubbabel, that's Gideon, the water, and all the people that were with who? Him. See, you got to get the ones that's with you. They rose up when? Early. And what did they do? And pitched beside the well of Herod, which is the well of fear. They're scared. So that the host of the Midianites, contention, confusion, were on the north side of them, meaning that they were in the mind of the person. You know, when confusion is in your conscious mind, it'll bring fear on you. Amen. Contention will. Amen. If enough of it come your way, you'll get a little bit sh shook. Because it becomes in your mind. On the north side of them, by the hill of Moray, but they were in the valley. Now watch what this thing does. I keep trying to get this to us. It's the same place, Moray, the plain of Moray, which means early rain. The same place where Abraham journeyed first before he went to the mountaintop of Bethlehem. Okay? That's before he reached that great big place of, 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 of blessings in God. Moray represents the early rain. That's the early blessing. That's when you first start growing. This is when the contention starts. When you start growing spiritually, contention starts. When the house starts growing, contention starts. Happens every time. Watch it. It says that, so that the host of the Midianites, they were on the north side, that's in the, in the mind of the people. Because the people are afraid of what God want to do with them. By the hill, look what they are, by the hill of Moray. Right there at the early rain. Right there where God is beginning to grow us. You can bet contention is right there with it, waiting. Waiting to get us. Guess what the word said in the spirit? They were by the hill of Moray in the valley. In the breakthrough. They were right there at that breakthrough. Every time God gets ready to work in your life, contention is going to be there. Right there at that breakthrough. See, that's the breakthrough. You can bet contention is somewhere waiting to keep you from getting through it. It's going to try to stop you. Amen. And that's what's happening to so many of us. Amen. That thing called contention is getting in on us and it's tricking us on every angle. 
And the first place it's tricking us after it trick us in our individual self is with our family, our spouse. Get that control with each other. It just comes out of nowhere. And if you ain't careful, you'll fall for it. You so will. If you ain't careful. One minute you're looking at her like you want to love her, and then all of a sudden, you don't even know where it came from. And if you ain't got sense enough, I'm, I'm being real. And if you ain't got sense enough to check yourself, you'll fall for that and miss your breakthrough. You think the devil wants you and your husband to get along? You think the devil wants me and you to get along? You think the devil wants you and your wife and you and your wife to get along? You think the devil wants the people in this church to get along? Contention don't want that. It can't stand that. So what happens is, is that it's right there. In verse, verse 2, 7 2, Judges chapter 7, verse 2 says, And the Lord said unto Gideon, the warrior, that's us, because we're soldiers of God. The people that are with thee are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hands. Least Israel walk themselves against me, saying, My own hand has saved me. Did you see what he said? He said, The people that I've given you are too many. Mm -hmm. H-O-D. Now we got to do something. Now go back from the time that all these people that came through here. He had 32,000 with him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God said you got too many people. Mm -hmm. So I want you to have 100 or 200 right now, 300 right now, 400 right now, man. I don't want you to do that. Because you get puffed up, and the people get puffed up, and they'll think they're doing it. He said, this is what I want you to do. He says here, in verse 2, chapter 7 of Judges, he said, you got too many people. So this is what he did. Verse 5. He said, so he brought down the people unto the water. James 4, verse 10 says, If you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, he'll lift you up. That's what he said. Notice what he did. He brought the people down unto the water. The waters are the blessings that come from the word of God. We got to humble ourselves to this word. He brought them down to the water. But even when we humble ourselves to the word, there's still a special technique that he's looking for. And the Lord said, verse 5, And the Lord said unto Gideon, Everyone that lappeth of the water with his tongue as a dog lappeth, him shall thou set by himself. Likewise, everyone that bows down upon his knees to drink. So in other words, the ones that lap like a dog, put them on himself. And I know y'all heard plenty, but you ain't heard it this way. <laughs> I'm serious. And he put the other ones on this side. Okay? The one that just by down. Okay. First of all, that word dog means to attack. So he puts us in an attack mode, first of all. He says, everyone that laugheth with his tongue. The tongue works, right? You ever lap water out your mouth? Out your hand? Remember now, your hand is your power. You ready to your power. Remember I always tell y'all to open your mouth? Amen. Don't I always tell y'all that? That's what that laughing that is. 
That's the that's speaking the word. Cause the word is the water. That's the blessing. Cause you are washed clean and sanctified through the washing by what the word. So when you work your tongue, that means you open your mouth. And when you're speaking the word of God, you're speaking it in your power that God has given you. You understand what the lacking of the tongue means? It means you need to speak the word of God on a situation. You see what I'm saying? That's why I keep telling you, open your mouth. Because there's power in that thing. See, it just ain't good enough to go down there and bow down and hear the word, humble yourself to the word. But now after you humble yourself to the word, you got to go and speak that which you have heard. You got to voice it. You want the church to grow? Voice it. Sheep beget sheep. Pastors don't beget sheep. Sheep beget sheep. Go out and make some love to some more sheep. Sheep beget. That's you all job. That ain't mine. My job is to equip y'all. That's all I'm supposed to do. And trust me, that's enough dealing with folk. Shoot. Trust me. I'm trying to make my job no harm. And I know that, don't. But I'm just saying. Sheep beget sheep. So you understand the lack. Verse 6 says, And the number of them that lack, that spoke that word, putting their hand where? Proverbs 18, 21 say, Death and life is in the power of the tongue. So there it is right there. You can either speak life or you can speak death. But it's in your pocket. The number that were able to speak life were how many? 300 men. Resurrected man. Right? Some of the ones that can speak the anointed word of God. Can't nobody ask me. Can it? But all the rest of the people bowed down upon their knees to do what? Oh Lord, I need this, I need that, I need this. So they come to church to hear the word, not to get the word out, but to get what they want. Amen. But then you got them real warriors. You got 300 of them over here. That's the resurrected one. Yeah. That gets this word so that they can speak that anointed word. Yeah. Making no sense. Amen. Mm-hmm. And then God says in verse 7. And the Lord said unto Gideon, By the three hundred that left, will I save thee. See, it's only by those of us who are resurrected to this vision up in here. They're the only ones that's going to save HOD. Oh, y'all better hear me. Y'all better hear what I just said. Can I lean on this thing here without playing it and tell y'all that one more time? Because <laughs> that just relieved me right out of like a truth. I'm serious. It's only those that's resurrected to the vision that God has for HOD. We're in charge of a whole lot. A lot. But look what he said. He said, now one, no, two men. He said, two men. So what they did was the first crew. 300 of them, 32,000. He, he told them, all y'all that feel, that, in other words, the one that ain't ready to go this, this way, y'all going back home. 
I read 32,000. Because people are always looking for a way not to be. Just like on Saturday night, when we said to Saturday night, we weren't going to have no more, all them jokes were scattered, didn't they? They scattered like roaches. They were waiting on them to get released. <laughs> I got to be honest, man. I got to be truthful. So, soon as he's right. So, soon as Gideon, soon as he told him that all y'all is fit, just go on. Did you not know that 22,000 of them left at one walk? And left at 10,000. Y'all look at him and say, that's still too many. <laughs> Take it down by the water. I mean, I want to go down by the water. Amen. He said, that's too many. King Rain is too many. I don't, uh-uh. I'm going to show you me Amen. through just a handful. That's right. You see? I'm going to show you. See, see, we're always looking for a whole lot. These big specters, I keep telling you, it ain't that. It's in that small, still voice. It was not in the earthquake. It was not in the wind. It was not in the fire. But it was in that still voice. And it wasn't to then go, oh, Elijah, come out that cave. Come out there, Elijah. What you doing up in there? And he stood on that mountain. Put it to the Remember? They were on the mountain. But they were in the caves. And in the dens. You can't hear nothing down in the house. Up there, right up there where God is. In the house, but ain't with the house. Oh, God. Worst thing in the world, be in the house and not with the house. You can't faith for so long and then commitment at some point in time this thing the rubber meets the road and you... see it takes a certain passion to run this race. You gotta run this race right here with passion. You gotta know you better know the damn opponent. Well you'll fail God every time. You will. You'll fail. If you ain't committed to your wife, you fail her too. Every time. Not sometimes. We all fail sometimes. Ain't a man in here that ain't felt bad about failing his wife. I don't care. Every man. At some point in time. But I'm talking about all the time. To the point where you have to divorce. Because it gets so bad until it's irreparable. You won't be able to repair. Too much hurt. So the word here says that there are too many of them. I can't use three of them. So verse 7 says, the Lord said to give him, take 300 left and deliver the Midianites into thy hand. And then all the other people go, every man unto his place. You see what God did? If you don't want to be with it, go on, to, go on back again. <laughs> what it's like? See, yeah, go on home. Because <laughs> you ain't doing nobody no good. See, you got too many issues. You got too many problems. You're supposed to be a problem solver. But every time I turn around, you got a problem. Something wrong. <laughs> Shut up. The church is supposed to be a problem solver. Now, what, what's up? We're talking about contention. Now, the word of God says in verse 8, so the people took victuals, that's food, in what? They took the power of the word of God. 
in their hands, right? And then they took the trumpets, because the trumpet represents the truth. But the truth can't be voiced until you blow the trumpet. So it ain't been blown yet. But they got the truth with them now. And they got the word to back it up. And it's in their power. Notice, I said, oh, yeah, man. And he sent all the rest of Israel, every man, unto his foot. There's a way to seem right to a man, but the end thereof result is death. It tempted I me. Mean, he sent every man to his own way, his own mind. And he retained those 300 that had been resurrected to this vision, and the host of Midian was beneath him. Notice where they are? Beneath. None dope was beneath you. Contention. Trouble. All that's beneath us. And the word says in verse 9, and it came to pass the same night. See, there's some things we got to do in our time of adversity. And it came to pass in the same night, during that time of adversity and obscurity, that the Lord said unto him, Arise. Did you see what God said? In your time of trouble, that's when you got to rise up. When you got sickness in your family, rise up. Get up. When you got problems elsewhere in your life, get up, right? That's the time. That's the time. He didn't say arise in the day, at night. The very same night. I want you to rise up. And when you rise up, I want you to go down unto the host. Because you ready to whoop him now. For I have delivered it into thine hand. You don't go down there until God already done done his job. But I can go hang out in the liquor house and go try to get somebody to say that I'm an alcoholic and I ain't been out of liquor for seven months. You don't know your mind. No, God ain't delivered that enemy yet. So don't go down there. Yeah, he's not yet. Don't go down that pit until, you know, there you go. I'm, what, what I'm saying is that he told them, God, don't you go down there. I don't already deliver. He gave them the instruction of the fact that I've already got it. And verse 10 said, But if thou fear to go down, because sometimes we still are praying, verse 10, they said, Go thou with Pura, thy servant, down to the host. In other words, if you're afraid to go to war during your time of adversity, go down with the spirit of pure. Pure means to be ready to grow. You got to be ready to grow. When you go down to take care of business with contention and confusion and whatever it is that's in your life that's trying to mess you up, you got to go down with it in your head if you're afraid to handle it. You got to go down with that spirit of, I'm going out here to take care of this because I'm going to grow. I'm ready to grow. Mm -hmm. So I got to kill this in order to grow. That means I got to stand flat footed on this thing and I'm going to stand and stand and stand. And when I can't stand no more, I got to stand in spite of it. That's what Paul said. Stand anyway. Now Paul tough man. Paul tough man. I, I ain't like him. He tough man. I don't know what that joker saw when he saw it. But whatever it was, it made him a real gung-ho maniac for the Lord. I mean, now this guy was sold out. Y'all turn that song sold out? This guy was sold out. So you got to go down 
with the spirit of being ready to grow. You've got to be ready to grow. And verse 16 says, and he divided 300, that's the resurrected men, into what kind of company? Three companies. The resurrection is three, and three companies. Three plus three is what? So it's the resurrected man. That's the only ones that can go down with it. You got it? Nobody else. Don't need to be understand what it's saying. Because I really want to understand. So that you won't be dismayed, none of us. Because leadership is difficult. Because it ain't easy getting people to be committed like you. You, you know what I mean? It's not easy. So you got to understand that the only ones going to be with you are the ones that God has resurrected to that level of where you are or who are willing to follow your resurrection so that they can be pulled up to that next level. You understand what I'm saying? Don't be dismayed when you've got hope that can't go to war with you because you don't want them nowhere. They hurt you in war. I'm just trying to get leave you out there on your own. See, I know what I'm talking about. I know what I'm talking about. Because I used to do armed robbery. I'm straight. I'm straight up. I used to do it. And you got to know who you take with you. Or they'll get you killed. They'll either get you killed or get you the electric chair and you're going to be killed anyway because they'll, they'll do something that's not necessary to be done. So you got to know who you're going to war with. That's what I'm trying to say. You got to be careful with that. Verse 16 says, And he divided the three hundred men into three companies. That's the resurrected man, okay? They the only one that can go with you. And he put a what in their hand? Every man's hand had the word of God. Did. Every man had the truth. Every man had the truth in his hand, in his power. And what kind of pictures did he have? Yeah. That means his vessels, that's his soul. His soul got to be empty. And lamps were where? Yeah. Psalm 119, 105 says, Thy word is a light unto my path and a lamp unto my feet. So the only thing that's inside of that vessel, that soul, that picture is what? The light of God. Which is God's word. Okay? Are y'all following? And when I blow, this is the warning. And when I blow with a trumpet, the truth, I and all that are with who? Okay, so that means that we got to be in this thing together if we're going to go to war. Then blow ye the truth, the trumpets, also on every side of all the camp and say, The word of the Lord, and of who? And who's getting it? The warrior, the soldier of God. So that sword is the word of God. So when the truth is sounded, we have to sound the truth of that word. Not only of the Lord, but the same one of the warrior that's inside of us, which word we get from the Lord. That's why I always say, open your mouth. I have my reasons for saying that. And the more I teach and the more I open it up to you, you'll begin to understand. Okay, I'm seeing what this guy is saying. I'm understanding it. Open your mouth. You think, now, if you, and you did, if you, you're sitting here, I'm sitting right here since talking about you, you're sitting here. <laughs> Y'all heard something, you know, I sit right here, and, 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 and God sent a word, 
And God looking for a response. Well, that's about all you're going to get from him. Amen. Did you catch what I just said? Amen. I said, open your mouth. Amen. Amen. You ain't got no fire nothing in you. Amen. But you're you a warrior. But you said, open your mouth. Or a lazy. Or both. <coughs> or maybe it's that you just don't believe it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's why you can't get fired up about the thing to say amen in such a, you know what I'm saying? Amen. I mean, you know what God done did for you. Amen. Right? Jesus. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God, God probably looked at it and said, Amen. You know, so I'm just saying that God, you know, God has a, he has a uncanny way about having fun about the situation to keep from just praying out killing us. So he says, okay, this is what I need for you to do in verse 19. He says, so give him and the hundred men that were with him. See, because he split them up in three companies. And it was 300 of them. And it was 100 men in each company, which represents unity. So we have to be in unity to go do this thing. So Gideon and the hundred men that were with him, got to be with each other, came unto outside of the camp, the outside of the camp, mm-hmm. in the beginning of the middle watch. Because it's locked back there. First of all, they didn't go inside the enemy's camp. Now notice that it's contention, brawling, confusion. You don't get involved in that. Amen. You understand what I'm saying? You, 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 they did not go inside that camp of confusion. You know how people come to you and try to whisper you in. And then, and then you, you don't get in that. No. That's the enemy. That's that contention. But you're watching that fire. And you're watching it. The Bible says here that they watched that thing in the beginning of the middle watch. The middle watch is during that time of growth. During that time of being resurrected. Because the middle watch is from 12 midnight to 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. 3 is the resurrection. From 12 to 3. See, Jesus hanged on the cross from 12 o'clock to 3 o'clock before he ascended. You got it? Amen. Okay. Now, so during that time of resurrection, what will happen is, what will happen is, is that the enemy will be there and we have to in the beginning of that watch you can't get that. in other words you can't let that thing get a stronghold in you or the church Amen. you got to catch it the Bible says here you got to catch it at the beginning of the watch third watch you got to catch it and when you see it you don't go over there and get in it but you on the outside of the camp. Now you're ready to deal with it because you already been equipped. He equipped you now. He already equipped you. So verse 19 says that, So Gideon and a hundred men that were with him 
because he had three companies and each one had 100 men in out of that 300. They came outside of the camp. The camp was in the enemy of contention and confusion and brawl in verse 19. They didn't come inside it. You don't get involved in contention and confusion and talking about people and all. You don't get involved in that. And you got and they did this at the beginning of the middle watch. Soon as you begin to be resurrected or growing, that's when you gotta stop this thing. Because every time you're gonna start growing, we already know that the spirit of contention and confusion is gonna be there to try to stop. We already know that. And they had but newly set the watch. Uh-huh. See, that that, that that contentious spirit had just set that watch. To try to cause some problems. And they blew the trumpet on. They started beginning to speak the truth. That's what that's what it says. And break that picture. See your 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 your, your uh, vessel, your 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 soul gotta be humble. You gotta humble yourself. And the souls that were in their hands. See, God releases it. Our souls have been released into our own hands to make the choice. Whosoever will let him come. So we have to allow our soul to be broken. The one that's in our hands. Humble yourself. And after that, verse 20 says, And the three companies blew the trumpets. They blew the truth. They sounded the truth. And break the pictures, meaning that they humbled, you know, a broken spirit and a broken heart of rain and God into your life. Yes, yes. That's why he said, I dwell, I'm, I, I'm the high and lofty one, I dwell with those who have a contrite spirit and a humble heart, you know, a broken heart. That's over in Isaiah, I think probably around the 57 verse chapter, maybe the 55 or I think 57 chapter of, of Isaiah, I believe. But it says that they broke the pictures, verse 20, and they held the lamps, uh-huh, in their, which hand? Left hand. Left hand. So, we're dealing with that contentious spirit that we're trying to eradicate. Now, the lamp, which is the word of God, is held in the left hand, which is to bring judgment on that spirit. Because if it was in the right hand, it would represent to receive from God. But this in the left hand, the word of God is to bring judgment on that spirit. So the lamp, which is the word of God, was in their left hand, and the trumpet, which is the sounding of the truth, was in their right hand because you got to be able to receive that truth. And they cried the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. And they stood, every man in his place, whoa. Did you see that? And that, who is that? Those that's with us. They stood, not some, in where? You understand me now, man? Now what are we going to do? Now what are we going to do? What are we going to do, y'all? What are we going to do? If we're going to win, what are we going to do? Are we going to do what God's word say do? He said the 32,000 with two minutes. He said the 10,000 with two minutes. So that's letting us know. 
that God wants to do this all by himself. He just wants what we have to do what? Stand in their place. Around what camp? The camp of contention and confusion. Right or wrong? Ain't this what this word says? And look what happened. When we stand, every man in his place, round about the camp of confusion and contention. All and all of the host, the enemy, ran and cried and fled. Look around you. Ha! Look around you. How many of the enemy that came up in there with contention trying to destroy this ministry? But look around. Who ran? Why? Because we stood in our place. In spite of it. We didn't get involved in the camp. We were right there on the outskirts of this say We encamped on the outside of the camp. We knew what they were doing. We didn't let them kill themselves. And the word of God was used to handle it. Now they can tell you anything. They can tell you any reason. But it was the word. But they left because they couldn't take what would come across that pulpit. You know what? Because that pulpit was hitting them right in their keister. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Where the fishery is. Yeah. Dirty little crazy. Yeah. That's what they were to do. Now, they, now, now people are used anywhere. They're used all kinds of reasons yeah. not to look at self. They'll blame the preacher. They'll blame uh, Marcellette. They'll blame the praise king minister. They'll even blame you. Right. They'll blame anybody. They'll even blame king. Except the real reason. That's right. And what they'll do is, is they'll take that thing, and that word will be on them so hard until they start judging the word. Before the word is being spoken. They stop coming to church to hear the word. They come start coming to church to judge what's being said out of the word. Now you don't think it's drowning. Amen. You don't lose your mind when you start doing it. When you start coming through that door, yeah, you're playing a dangerous game. Because God tolerates, I don't tell you. God, God, His tolerance is running out with us. And He's letting people go through some serious hardships and some pain and some death. And then He's allowing some of us to be half paralyzed and come to church anyway. That's called commitment. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not. No, it's, he put you on display. He put you on display to show you what it means next time somebody get a little knee hurt or whatever to show you what true commitment is. You don't wait for something small to come up where you can use that not to be on your post because what I'm reading here in this word is verse 21, and they stood every man in his place round about the camp. It didn't make no difference how they felt about it. If they said they win it, 
They win. They knew they had a job to do, so they put self out the way. Now, where did the other cowards go? Home. 22,000 of them went home. They went home. Now, the other 10,000, I give them credit for having valor. But he sent most of them home too, all except 300, and said, y'all go too. They, they were willing to fight. But they had one thing wrong. They lapped the water wrong. They weren't in position to go to the next place. You understand what I'm saying? You, you know, you, know, you, you want to go, but you ain't in position to go where we going. So how can I use you to, how, I don't know what you, you, And they stood every man in his place round about the camp. Well, where's that one at? Where's that one? That's a gap. Where's that one? You ain't in position. That's dangerous. For all of us who are going to war. That's dangerous. That's dangerous. It ain't nothing personal. God gave me this word. I didn't give myself this word. God gave me this word, and I've been studying a week. I'm not that good at seeing what's going to be on Wednesday night. But God saw it. And he gave me a word for such a time as this. Yes, yes. Amen? Amen. A right now word. Amen. It's what he did. And, that, and, and I don't have nothing else to say to you because I'm not going to roll on the floor. I ain't going to do none of that. I don't have nothing else to say. I'm through because God is through. Come on and let me pray for you, Brendan.